FCS football podcast with Joe DeLeon. Well, let's get fat. And Sean Anderson. I am a soothsayer. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in FCS football podcast. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Sean Anderson. We finally got to watch some college football this past Saturday night. There was a game that we could actually tune into, observe. It was everything everyone was focused on in on Saturday night that loves the sport of football. People from all over the place tuned into this game and were talking about it on Saturday night. Sean, I was so juiced up to put this game on and actually get to see it and observe and have something to discuss that isn't just headlines and speculation. This is an actual game that we watched and we now get to break down. I have been watching so much of the NBA playoffs and so much of the MLB during this you know, pre-football period. And I'm like, this is awesome. Sports are, are back. It feels good. I'm feeling pretty tuned in. I feel more tuned in with, with other sports right now than I have in the past. Uh, but the football coming back, it just set everything else down like five notches. I was so in on the game. You know, I'd flip back and forth between the, the Lakers game and, and UCA Austin P. It was just, I'm like, why are we not watching the football game right now? This is a, so much fun. It's so much fun. It was a fun game. It was also fun that all of America was watching that game. You had any, anybody that you were followed that that covering sports, watching the game, tweeting about it, getting FCS exposure, complaining about the game, just treating it like a, a real live college football game, which it was. It was fantastic. And maybe those people didn't stick around all the way until the fourth quarter like we did, but it, they should have. It, it was a hell of an ending for this Austin P game. It, it ended up turning out to be a, a very turnover-laden game, and we're, we're going to talk about all of the stuff that went into this game and all the the various ramif- ramifications on how it ended up getting to where it was. But Central Arkansas ended up winning the game 24-17. to uh, There were a number of... Very strong performances from a, a couple guys in this game. Austin P. most notably, C.J. Evans, 10 carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown, who is the electric player that, that essentially put himself on the map. True freshman, first game of his college career, first play of the season, scored from a 75-yard touchdown. And that was the, the most unexpected way to start the season. And you could chalk that up to bad tackling and guys not being ready for the game to start, but I don't give a crap. A true freshman scored a 75-yard touchdown of the first play of possibly, very possibly, one of the only games of the 20 se- 2020 season. It was a banger of a start. That's exactly, you know, they an America needed to get the the uh, the jump start. Uh, <laughs> what, what is it? With the, uh, the pads? That's what they needed, and that's what it did. Everyone's like, oh, we're up now. We're up now. Let's watch some football. That's a big play, and that's how you need to start off a season. You need to start it off saying, hey, we're not just going to go four yards, four yards, four yards, which is what they were intending. So, uh, But to have such an explosive play, an explosive start, it was a defib- defibrillator. Uh, th- that is there what they go. needed. You'd get to it eventually. So we're going to break this, da- this game down for you folks. It was a bit sloppy in parts. 
We're going to get to that. Before we do, though, I have to share our message from our sponsors. Did somebody say playoffs? Right now, we are in the midst of the NBA and NHL playoffs. MLB is in full swing, playing a ton of games every single day. And our partners at Bet Online have you covered. If you're looking for somewhere to bet and put your money down, Bet Online is your source. I there's a lot of times where I'll just be hanging out with my friends on the weekends watching games and if we're out somewhere that has a TV outside we'll say hey let's put a couple dollars down see if we can uh, get a couple free beers by recouping on just a, a total from the end of a quarter so bet online needs to be your place to go do if you want to bet on very specific things just on outcomes of games anything that you need take full advantage of sports betting being back in complete capacity and get into the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Sean... Outside TVs. What do you, what do you mean? Wow. There's no outside TVs in, in, uh, in Virginia? I, I don't know, not not many in the residential areas. Yeah, you know, freaking big money bags over there. But it, it, Sean, the the place that we went to was <laughs> a TV on a cart. <laughs> it, it, we were watching last week. We were wa- we were in a parking lot. This is the local. This is the local like dive bar that we all go hang out at. And then the I would say at the very midway through the Lakers. Blazers game last Saturday, the the direct TV cut out. So it's not like we have <laughs> an actual direct TV. Yeah. Oh, big money. That's bags. not big money bags. If it disconnects <laughs> mid game, that's not big money bags. If we can only watch a, a quarter of a game and then have to leave because it cut out. <laughs> you know, the service provider, the TV service provider that that's located in Clarksville, Virginia. What is it? It's called Chantel. Chantel. Yeah. Get some better TV service providers. It's pretty good, but uh, but uh, it's not DirecTV, so obviously, you know. Big money I, I don't have DirecTV. I have Xfinity. Well, I hope Chantel was able to get you the full coverage of this Austin P Central Arkansas game. Sean, we already talked about that, oh, that huge yeah. banger of an opener. I, I need to talk about how this game had everything. It had the most odd and unexpected things for the first game of the season. It was exactly what we needed. There was... The long-haired tight end, his name is blanking for me right now on Central Arkansas. I'll look it up after I finish talking. Who? 85. Number 85, who ran full speed into the heater on the sideline and obliterated it. Um, Such a There rude. was the turnover hat that Austin P broke out with the golden stick with the, the dollar sign on it. That was uh, an interesting move. There were the trick rude. plays that went on during this rude. game. Some... Jackass with a whistle blowing it the whole game that I could not stop myself from noticing every single play, and it was an electric it was an ele- whistle. It wasn't the it wasn't the from it the, wasn't the officials' whistle. It was just a it was like some it sounded like a fire alarm. Did you did you notice it? It was an electric whistle. I think I can't, I don't know the reasoning for it, but I know it was used by the stadium itself. There for some there matter. were electric whistles used by the officials, but there was one that was constantly going on throughout the entire entirety of the game. So whatever it was, it was annoying. And then the game ended with a, a skirmish between sidelines, which we, we've been a part of many a times. Um, it, there was just so many things 
that went in it. What, what are you giggling about? <laughs> Just the post-game skirmishes. Right. I enjoyed the, the hard-fought nature of this game and how much the uh, both teams looked like they wanted to be there. It was high-intensity, high-energy. It was electric, uh, a lot of hard hits. It was... It, it was just a good football game through and through. And I don't think that Braylon Smith, I'll jump into him first. I think he hurt his draft stock last night, especially with everybody watching. I didn't think he looked clean. Uh, his poisonedness was, he didn't look as poised as he had last year versus Austin P. Obviously, fourth quarter comes around and he scores the game winning touchdown and, and leads him down the field. That was very good. But overall, I didn't think that he had a game that, he needed to have, especially going into this next season. The Austin P linebackers were impressive to me. I thought that they moved very well. I thought that they fit gaps really well. Uh, I, I really do believe that Austin P's defense came out hotter than we expected them to. Right. there, The defense looked very good, especially that linebacking core for Austin P. The name of the tight end is Jack Short. But I, I want to circle back on the point that you made about Braylon Smith because he – did not look very clean. He threw two interceptions. He was off point the entire game. He ended up finishing 26 for 49, only tossing that final touchdown to Lawan Winningham and also threw for 283 yards. Uh, Braylon Smith was a guy who is more of an athlete that was not banking on that, but that was his, his redeeming quality as a quarterback coming into this game. And we were hoping to see him be a little bit more precise as a passer. And he didn't exactly do that. And you could probably chalk that up to the lack of a full training camp, but Braylon Smith could have had a, a much stronger game if it wasn't for how off point he was with a lot of his throws. I think he had two fumbles also on the night. That sounds about right. He he missed the pitch, which I thought was his, I thought the end, uh, the end zone interception when he rolled out after the uh, UCA got a turnover from Austin P, I thought that their um, his next pit his uh, interception there that was really bad, uh, and the, the missed pitch was bad also. That that was a, not a good look. You got to be able to execute a pitch, and I know even in the NFL they sometimes miss a pitch. It happens, but you, you got to be. You, you, no one's expecting you to be perfect. But you have to really put out a good tape, especially game one when everybody is watching. That general sloppiness was the the thing that was so highlighted through the entirety of this game because you, you mentioned the bad pitch. You you even texted me about it when you saw it, and I was I obviously saw it too because I was watching the game. Um, the, there was just so many miscues that went throughout this game, just bad throws, very mistiming from both sides with Braylon Smith and also Oatesfall, Jeremiah Oatesfall for Austin P. Oatesfall did not have a very good game, only going 14 for 31, 181 yards, and then one interception. In its entirety, though, there were just a lot of penalties. Robert Rochelle, the guy that we have talked very highly of, expecting to be a possible draft prospect, had uh, two soft PI calls called on him, but nonetheless, those are pass interference calls on a guy that's supposed to be one of the best, if not the best corner in the country. So there are just so many issues that probably we wouldn't see for a typical opening game. And we even predicted it to happen. Do, are we going to uh, circle back and saying that this was the, the, the case of having limited training camp and a lack of ability to have a real training camp? 
Yeah, even with a full training camp, we can expect, and we've seen it, we've done it, we've seen other teams do it. Week one, week two, or really mostly week one, you're going to see some sloppiness, even with the full training camp. Even with it limited and reduced and a lot of uh, over the, the computer stuff, then we we see how much more evident they are. Uh, obviously, we're not in the play playbooks. We're not in the um, the scheme rooms to, to see how many MAs there were. I'm sure there were plenty, uh, but regardless, you just need as many reps, 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 reps as you can get during training camp, and it minimizes stuff like this. It minimizes the sloppiness. It doesn't take care of all of it, especially in week one, but it does minimize it. The the one major thing from this game that ended up really impacting the outcome, and I would argue hurt Austin P from winning this game, was their long snapper miscues on special teams and apparently from this from this game what actually had happened was it was a a linebacker snapping during this game Uh, I believe Miller was the last name of the guy who was snapping the intended original long snapper the returning veteran did not make the trip along with D'Angelo Wilson and a couple other guys that was uh, almost originally uh, an an afterthought nobody even mentioned the name of, of the starting long snapper who didn't make the trip. And that pretty much cost Austin P because the first snap was over their punter's head. The second snap, which I could have predicted, usually when you send one that's way too high, the next one is going to be really low. And then the third one dribbled back there and was unfieldable, leading to good field position for uh, Central Arkansas. The disappointing thing is that despite these three bad snaps, Central Arkansas did not really take advantage of them. After recovering right. that football... <laughs> They, they kicked a field goal, I'm pretty sure, or they punted. I think they had two yeah. field goals off. Yeah, they, that was the, the most egregious <laughs> part of the whole thing was that you, you, you couldn't take advantage of that stuff. It, 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 that was the, the real underlying uh, storyline of how sloppy this game was. I thought one of the real underlying storylines uh, was Jeff Schwartz talking about how he was one of the, the retainer long snappers on all the teams that he was on <laughs> on Twitter. That that really made me uh, happy just to see him say, yeah, I was there. I was the emergency guy. It was always terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you can go uh, out there and do it in practice, but like, <laughs> coach, I don't want to snap during a game. We've seen meltdowns like that happen in the NFL before when it, not no, it's fun. not. It's not fun to watch. Uh, do you want to talk about Winningham? He's kind of the next guy that I really want to talk about. Yeah, Lu- yeah, go I, ahead. I thought that he had a really good showing. Uh, we see Braylon Smith underthrowing him, overthrowing a couple times bad where he's open. He's got nobody around him for five yards. I thought Winningham really helped his stock out last night. He looked sharp. His routes looked clean. He looked fast. Uh, his hands looked good. All I thought that he had a really, really good showing last night. Yeah, Winningham had a pretty good performance, but he put himself even more in the spotlight because of that that game-winning touchdown that he caught. Um, he ended up finishing with six receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. I think you have to bring up in the conversation too here, though, Sean, Tyler Hudson made a number of really good catches. Yep. The setup play to put them in scoring position was that really good sideline catch while he was being contested. That really, uh, like, I immediately when I saw that, I was like, holy crap, that was a really good catch. That was a great catch. And we, we haven't been talking about Hudson at all. It's been all 
Lawan Winningham leading up to this point in all of last season. So now I can pretty confidently say that Central Arkansas has two very, very good receivers. Definitely. And last year versus Austin P, I know Winningham had two touchdowns. Hudson had one, another great, a great grab in the end zone also. I, it was they're, they're definitely uh, a problem for Austin P. those two. The, the final thing that I, I was just very keen on was C.J. Evans, and we brought up how he had that explosive first play. And this is a guy that is a, a redshirt freshman. Our former teammate, Vito Priori, who was a part of the, the Austin P. roster, he tweeted out that he, he knew that C.J. was going to be this good um, just from seeing how he worked during training camp. And he, I saw a lot of bursts from him. I saw a lot of twitchiness. I saw a guy that looked like a miles ahead of what a typical true freshman running back at the FCS level would. He gave me this sense of he was always looking for a way to crack the next run open. After that first one, he was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to keep active feet at the line of scrimmage and then try and find that hole. He didn't have another big run, but he still had finished with a really, really strong day. I don't know why they weren't giving him more carries after he had such a good uh, early start to this, this game. I think they were going with the the ground and pound with number four. His name is escaping me. The uh, Ohio Sneed. State transfer. Sneed. Brian Sneed, Sneed. That's right. Uh, Sneed was uh, the guy where they needed to just grind out UCA. And I think they could have done that with Evans. I, I, I think so. But if you wanted to hit that home run, break it open, uh, then then Evans is your guy. I, I thought both running backs from Austin P looked really good. I wish they had ran it more and kept running it and kept running it. Fi- obviously, going to be pretty – not limited – but if your quarterback's not doing great, then Austin or UCA is going to stack seven or eight in the box, and they're just going to try to eliminate that and say, hey, QB, you know, make us pay for it. And last night he wasn't going to do that. So I, I, there was a lot of nuances of why Austin P couldn't run it more uh, because they, they didn't want to – they had to keep both dimensions in the game. So this, this ended up being just an overall, like we've already said here, a really good start to the season. There were expected sloppy mistakes, and we had pointed that out being a likelihood. There were, this wasn't going to be a clean game. But I, I would say this was a, a pretty pretty good start to the limited amount of games we're going to get to see. There's already more games coming up this week. Central Arkansas is actually playing uh, another game, which we will likely do a, a, just a brief preview episode for um, when that happens, they're playing against UAB, so that's an FBS opponent. But any games, Sean, we're we're gonna talk about any games that we possibly can until we're out of games when we hit that mark of forty or however many that uh, are are still still on the the schedule for these FCS teams. Yeah, a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I last night it was definitely a jump start. It's you know snap back to reality. Hey, here it is. You know it, it's real. It's happening. Which you know, never felt like it never felt like it was going to happen. I, all of August, it didn't feel like it was going to happen. July, June, May, all of it. I'm like, okay, it's still so far away. It's still so far away. Even on Friday, I still felt like it was so far away. I knew the game was happening, but until it, I saw that kickoff on the screen and players on the field, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're really doing it. And I was all in, all in. Sean, before I close this, what, what were your thoughts on uh, Mike Golick Jr. wearing Jordans with a suit. Uh, Stuart Scott would never. 
That's what my <laughs> thoughts are. All right. Now, Stuart Scott's my yeah. guy. He's my favorite uh, Sports Center broadcaster of all time. Now I cannot stand it when Sports Center uh, anchors or anybody, the the NFL Live guys, uh, NBA The Jump, uh, even the Sp- Fox Sports pregame show, wearing their sneakers with their suits. Uh, who else is a big? Uh, who, who's the Joker um, on with Shannon? Skip, Skip, yeah. Skip Bayless. It, it just it is so off to me. I cannot stand it. I can't stand it one bit. You're wearing a suit, but you're trying to be sporty. No, 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 no. Just do your it, job. It, just, just. It's never gone. I, I, it's ugh. never gone with the suit. And some guys can kind of pull it off because they're, they, they're a little bit more fashionable. But Mike Golick Jr. was wearing the clunkiest pair of Jordans. And his his suit pants were bagged up at the top of them. They were, I think, there was like a slight neon accent too. It just didn't go. I don't, I don't know who thinks that putting on a pair of Jordans goes with a Thank suit. You for I, that yeah, up. I, I, I tweeted yeah. about it because I, it was like, what? I, I like, I stopped myself at halftime when he, when they he was on the screen. I was like, what? What is he wearing? I'd rather see. I'd rather see. The, these are the two. Play, this is this is what my thoughts are. You either go full suit with your dress shoes or modern dress shoes. They are those where they're stylish, but they're not, you know, the the hard bottoms. You can go with those in the full suit, or just go in a, a, a track fit and then or a tech fit and and really sell out. Go out on in sweats and a stylable, uh, you know, something. Go streetwear with the sweats. Go casual wear with the with the sneakers. Do whatever, but you cannot mix those two. It just doesn't work. You can't be, oh, we're formal sporty. No. You ever heard of formal sporty? <laughs> Would you go out on New Year's Eve in, in a suit and Jordans? No. Would you go to a wedding in a suit and Air Maxes? No. Yeah, no one has ever... I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know why that has become such a trend for sportscasters to do i hate it i hate it so much well that's a great way to end the the show today uh (laughs) make sure you follow us on social media at joe de leon at uh, sanderson radio uh also go follow believe podcast at b-l-e-a-v podcasts on twitter and instagram give us a rating and also subscribe wherever you listen to us and you can find your podcast we will be coming back i believe with a second show this week to talk about the game coming up again for central arkansas listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube